Welcome to the Recharge Your Life podcast with me, Dr. Carrie Ulrich and Kelly Gunther. We are thrilled to talk to people who have made a decision that recharged their lives. Often they push themselves out of their comfort zones and took risks. We want to know about that decision point. Why did they make that decision? And most importantly, how can we learn from them? Kelly and I are passionate HR professionals, and together we co-founded our HR consulting firm, Abrachi Group. We have talked to amazing people throughout our careers and listened to them as they made decisions that changed their lives and knew that these inspirational stories would help others. And why did we call it Recharge? It's based on a book I co-authored called The Way of the HR Warrior, and in it, we have a leadership model, CHARGE, which stands for courage, humility, accuracy, resiliency, goal-oriented, and exemplary. We know that people used one or more of these qualities to help them make their decisions, and we want to learn from them. Now, sit back, listen, and be inspired by these stories, and then do something to recharge your life. Let's get to it. Hi, everyone. It's Kelly. We're thrilled to have Ann Hintz as our special guest. When Ann was 19, she woke one morning to discover her mother dead in her bathroom. 20 years later, the tears from that trauma were still just under the surface. Anne found a simple technique that helped her release these emotions, but she went further and can now put her awareness inside her body and has changed the bone structure of her skull and grown half an inch at age 55. Anne has found that the key to inner peace is to seek out our truth, what we truly feel, and to accept those feelings. Anne, thank you so much for being on our podcast. We always like to start by asking what you do when you want to expand your thinking. Hi, thank you for having me. What I do is I go inside and and feel what I'm feeling. Notice what I'm feeling and feel it. Allow it to be felt and allow those feelings to release from my body so that I'm not feeling them anymore. And, And that expands my awareness, kind of expands my boundaries so that then I can go beyond where I was before. Mm. And I am so thrilled to listen to your story, being someone who always wants to grow, <laughs> literally and figuratively. <laughs> um, I can't wait uh, to hear your story. So I don't want to ask, I want to ask a question because I know we'll get into your, to, um, some depth of feeling the emotions and digging in. What do you think in your years of doing this in the history, what do you think maybe the top to one to two reasons that people don't feel their emotions and why they avoid that so uh, so much in, in life that they avoid it. What do you think? Why? Yeah, I think we get programmed in childhood, right? Mm-hmm. We do whatever our parents taught us to do. So if our parents suppressed all these emotions and didn't talk about them, we just pick that up and we do exactly the same thing. And it gets held in our subconscious mind, right? We, we just get programmed and we just do it. That's that's the way it is. And it's also scary, right? It's scary to feel those feelings if you've never felt them before, if you've never allowed yourself to feel them before, you don't know, you don't know what it is. You don't know what's hidden under there. And it's a little scary to actually dig that out and feel it. So we tend to, you know, we tend to suppress it. Well, do you, We'll distract ourselves or we'll drink or we'll smoke or whatever it is to stop ourselves feeling those feelings. Yes. And I think too, such thank you for saying that because just raising a son and trying to get him to talk about his feelings 
And you're right. These parents can either say it's okay to talk about them, or maybe it's okay to only talk about happy ones, right? And if you have a, a, a feeling that's not as happy, or you're feeling sad, or you're feeling angry, we don't talk about those, like push those down too. So family structure can be very different. I, I talk about one and not the other. Um, and that fear. And I've, I've, you and I have been on the planet long enough to see the what people, um, like you said, uh, they drink too much or smoke or I work out too much or I bowl too much. I used to always say that too. Like it's not just the vices that it's another type. Like you could be just working too hard or you're obsessed with something else, but it's all to avoid looking at those emotions. So I appreciate that you said that. Thank you. Okay. What, um, so now let's get into this amazing story that you have. So what is the decision that you made or the decision that was made for you that changed the trajectory of your life? And what are some of those charge qualities that you use to help you through that? Yeah. So there was a, an event that happens where, and I call it like a business altercation with a couple of other mothers and they happen to be at a Waldorf school. I know your, your son also went to a Waldorf school. Yes, but, he did. <laughs> It's very easy to get tangled up with a Waldorf mom. I'm just saying that's a whole other podcast, Dan. <laughs> yeah. So they were very self-confident, self-assured, authority type women. And they told me that I'd done something wrong. And I was this scared mother on the inside. Mm. And my mind just went out of control. It just spun over and over what they'd said, what I'd said, what had happened. And I just couldn't let it go. It was like three days. I could hardly sleep. And it was kind of towards the end of that time that I realized, first of all, I don't think this is normal, right? I think most people would not react so intensely to something that really wasn't such a big deal. Mm -hmm. But I realized at that point that it was very much like how I would react when my dad told me I'd done something wrong. So that was a little inkling for me that maybe something from my childhood was still affecting me and I had some work to do. And maybe that would help, you know, so I wouldn't be quite so reactionary. So that was, that was kind of the start, but I didn't know what to do at that point. But it was kind of in that time frame, and I don't remember the time exactly, but I went to a doctor's appointment, and he was a holistic physician. He actually was also a parent at school, so he knew me outside of the office. And he recognized I was more stressed than I should be given that at that point, I was a stay-at-home mother with two young boys, which can itself be very stressful, but he mm -hmm. knew my circumstances. And he asked me on a scale of 0 through 10 what my stress level was, and I said it was 8. And then he asked me why. And it was that question that made me realize that it was finding my mother on the bathroom floor, which is now two decades earlier, because the tears were still just under the surface. And so he knew this technique that is called EFT, which is short for emotional freedom technique. It's also called tapping. He tapped with me about my mother's death for about 15 minutes. And I walked away from the appointment, being able to tell the story in my mind without the tears there anymore. And that was the first time I realized that we hold those memories and his emotions physically in our body and that we could let them go. But still, that wasn't quite enough for me. I used to be a software engineer, so I kind of have an engineering mind as well. And I wanted to know that that wasn't a one-time fluke. So I went home. I learned everything I could about EFT because it was given away by Gary Craig, who developed it, who happened to also be an engineer. It was given away by free, for free. So I just went online, learned everything I could about it. And it's very easy, very simple. And 
I wanted to try it out. So at the time, I had a 17-year-old cat at home who had just been told was starting to fail. His kidneys were starting to fail. So we needed to give him a daily saline shot. And I was going to have to be the one to do that. My husband wasn't going to do it. (laughs) So the first time I gave him a shot, my hand was shaking so much. I was so afraid of giving him this shot. And I knew I wasn't going to be able to do it every day because it was just too much. So I tried out the technique. I tapped about every aspect of it, which is something you do with EFT. So I tapped about my fear of hurting him. I tapped about my hand shaking. And I tapped about all the memories I had from all the injections that I had had as a child. Mm -hmm. And the next day when I gave him that shot, the needle slid right in. All that fear that had been sitting inside of me the day before had just totally gone and it blew me away. And I realized at that point, two things. I realized first that EFT is deceptively powerful. It doesn't look like it's doing a lot, but it really is. And that's when I realized that freedom is on the other side of that fear. And that's where I wanted to be. So for me, that was the moment. It's like, okay, I'm going to use this. I'm going to do it. I know how powerful it is. So that was where I started out. Wow. What can you just explain a little bit more tapping and EFT, like 15 minutes in a doctor's office? That's amazing that it really did change everything for you. So can you give us a little insight? I know we could do the research and I love that it came from engineers. I have a mad (laughs) love for engineers. Um, So tell, tell us, give us like the quick overview. Sure. It's a little bit like acupressure in that we're tapping on certain places of the body and it's the same places each time that I need to count it out. I think it's 10 places that we're, we're tapping on, which are the ends of meridian systems. So the tapping itself is actually releasing the tension that is stored in the nervous system. So we use words, um, phrases to bring the emotion back into the body. Even if we're not aware of what the emotions are or the feelings are, we'll use the words or the story of something that happens and we'll tap on these specific places on our body as we're talking through something that happened. And we'll do it again and again and again with the same thought or feeling or event until the emotions have subsided. Oh, so you're literally tapping. Physically tapping. And I I believe it's actually that physical aspect to the EFT, which is what makes it so powerful. Interesting. So you're in, so I have to get this. So you have Waldorf, um, Waldorf uh, uh, parents, which again, I will have a whole podcast about that. And then you're at the doctor's office, 15 minutes, you get into your car and And what are you thinking now? Like, you're like, what, you know, like what, how does your body feel? How does your mind feel? Like what, what do you remember after, after that doctor's appointment? Well, it is, it is very different. The whole, this whole journey is very different because you start to live in a, a place that you haven't experienced for a long time. Right. So when you're holding so much tension down and, and tears down, right. It's actually, there's actually a force in the body that you don't realize is there until you let it go. And then you feel that freedom that you haven't experienced. I mean, for me at that point, hadn't experienced for 20 years and you just feel different. Mm. Yeah. Now that that was the first layer of my mother's death, right? Because 
we store things in, in layers of emotions. So I did have to work on her death again. But as you do it more and more, more and more detail comes up, more and more suppressed emotions come up, which have been hidden underneath the big emotions that were on the top. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't that it cleared the whole event, but it, it let go of those surface big emotions. What, what, when you came home that, that day, what did your husband say? I assume I'm I'm thinking you were, you were married at that time. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. I don't remember. (laughs) That was a long time ago. (laughs) I was just wondering if he had this moment of you seem different today or you seem kind of what, what are some of maybe the changes that maybe your friends or family saw through this process? Well, probably not that first day. I don't even know that I shared much with him that first day. But as I started to use it, so I started to use it every day. And the first thing is actually noticing when you're becoming emotional, right? Because we tend to get caught up in those emotions. So to be actually actually be able to stand back and say, oh, look at me, I'm getting emotional. That in itself is something that people have to work on. I had to work on. But those times I would catch myself being emotional, then I would use this tapping technique and bring myself back to peace. So the more I did it, the more I was able to catch myself. And over the weeks and then months, I started to become more peaceful inside. I became less reactionary. Mm -hmm. So right when you're less reactionary, the household actually becomes calmer because if you're peaceful, others will pick up on that piece. They won't react as much either. So things just started to change over those weeks and months. Yeah. And I think to your point, you had the the two children and and they pick up on everything. They pick up all the the energy, like we were saying earlier, um, not talking about your emotions, talking about your emotions, they will pick up on that. So the calmer you are, then they'll have more calm around them or not reacting to certain things. What, tell us more about the journey then. So you, this is, um, how many years ago did this start, And This was in my late 30s and I'm 55 now. Okay. So, yeah. So you start, you start this journey, um, you're making changes, you're becoming more peaceful. What other things did you see with, with doing EFT and tapping? Well, what I realized is EFT is opening up the subconscious mind and as that happens, our expect, our awareness expands. Now, I know we use that phrase a lot these days, and, and maybe I use it slightly differently, but I became aware of myself at a deeper level. So I started to become aware of my emotions throughout the day, which was a change because I'd suppressed everything for so long. Mm-hmm. And then there's a deeper level of awareness, which is being aware of the physical sensations underneath the emotions, mm. right? So when we're when we see someone who's angry, we can tell they're angry because of the way they're holding themselves, right? They're mm-hmm. holding tension in their body or when they're sad or frustrated. We can feel those sensations inside of us once we become aware of them. Once we, once we, For me, once I'd let enough of my outer emotions go, I became aware at that deeper level. And once I became at that, aware at that deeper level, I was actually in a group at the time. We were studying A Course in Miracles. And the, the kind of guru in the group would say every week, it's not about meditation. You don't have to meditate. And I know you guys do, but but anyway, <laughs> I never wanted to meditate. So that was really nice for me to yeah, hear. Yeah. But then he would say, it's all about feeling your feelings. Mm. But, but at the beginning, I didn't know what that meant, right? Because I didn't know what my feelings were. Right. 
But as the weeks went by, that's when I started my tapping journey. As the weeks went by, I became aware of these physical sensations, of these feelings. And one day I was doing the dishes at the kitchen sink and I thought, okay, I'm going to feel my feelings. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's like I, I didn't know how to do that. And I, I still can't believe I never asked him. <laughs> I should have just asked him, what do you mean? But anyway, (laughs) I I wasn't supposed to, I guess. So I would stand at the kitchen sink. I would notice when I was feeling a thought that had emotion behind it, which for me was normally a fearful thought. Mm. And then I would feel at this point, I could feel those sensations. So I would notice that fear. For me, it would be in my stomach, my solar plexus area. Mm. So, okay, how how do I just feel that? How does that even work so I could focus on it and I can notice I could only focus on it for a moment and then it would I would move or I would breathe and it would disappear I couldn't find it again so I realized I had to hold myself like a statue and stop breathing so I would feel that fear in my stomach and I would stop right there I wouldn't take any more breath I'd just stop in my breath at the moment I was feeling that fear and I would talk to it I would say things, okay, I can feel this tension. I can feel you sitting there right in my stomach. I can feel this fear. And I just want to feel you. I don't want to change you. I want to accept you. And at some point, I'd need to take a deep breath. And I would think the thought again. And I would notice that the fear would have dissipated slightly. So then I would feel it again and do the same thing. And I would do it again and again with the same thought until all the fear had dissipated And for me, that was huge. Okay, this is what feeling your feelings is. I had never done it because I'd always suppressed them, right? That was tension inside that I had just kept inside. So now I started to free it up. So then I started using this instead of tapping, felt like a deeper level. And so at night, I would lay on the sofa and I would bring memories to mind and I would just feel them and just allow all that energy to leave my body. And this kind of felt like a second step. The EFT was a first step. Then the second step was feeling the feelings. Yeah. And then at some point during this process, I noticed I could keep my awareness inside my body after the tension had released, which was really, it's still a weird thing to say. I'd never heard anyone talk about this before. I didn't know what I was doing, but I knew it felt different. And so the only way I can kind of explain it to you is imagine you have a toothache or a stomachache. You can pinpoint with your feel, right? You can feel where that pain is coming from in your body. But once the pain is dissipated, you can't get that awareness back inside the body again. You can't feel where it was coming from because there's nothing calling your attention to it anymore. I found I could do that. I could keep my awareness inside mm. my body. Yeah, so it's pretty weird. So this felt like a, like a, another step almost because now I'm inside physically inside my body and I started playing around it's like what can I do now that I'm inside my body and I would move my awareness around and notice that I could feel somewhere that had tension compared to somewhere that didn't have tension Mm. so I would focus on the tension feel it allow it to be okay and it would shift do the Mm. same thing over and over again so now I'm doing at a deeper level what I was doing with EFT and then feeling the feelings now I'm inside the body working directly on the tension that's inside and so I just started doing this over and over again and eventually I got to the place I could put my awareness inside my head which was a massive shift because there was so much pain and tension inside my head Mm. that I had had 
since birth because I was born with my right foot up against my right shin and my whole body was kind of twisted. And I had no awareness of that pain and tension that had been there all those decades, right? I had migraines, I have scoliosis. So my body was being pulled out of alignment, but I just did not have the awareness until I got to that point where I did. Mm. And then I had this technique at this point, put my focused awareness on it, allowed it to dissipate over and over again until I got to the place that I could actually feel my skull bones relax because mm. I've released enough tension or dis-ease inside. And that felt really good. I didn't know at the time that, you know, it felt like there were physical changes happening, but I didn't know for sure how much was happening until I had x-rays taken last year compared to 2013 and could see that the bones themselves had fully shifted in ways that I never knew was possible before. Wow. But when you, it's such, what you just said is so beautiful. And I just think you're the guru of awareness, right? So it's not weird to me. It totally makes perfect sense because it's all so connected. And the fact that you said you you focus on, on the emotion and you don't judge it and you just sit with it and you focus on it. Um, was so impressive. And the fact that there's physical changes, I mean, we all have physical um, problems sometimes due to stress. I carry the stress on my shoulders. I get a massage. It releases. Like It just makes sense that your body could shift and your skull and your bones could shift because we have problems, back problems and spasms due to stress. So why not remove the stress and your body shifts back? It's such right. a beautiful... It's such a beautiful story. It makes total sense. I don't think there's anything weird to it at all. You said it's <laughs> and I was like, no, it's not. It like makes complete sense. Um, now, of course, that tension that you feel inside your shoulders, that's only the part that you're aware of. Right. right? What, what I found was there's so much we hold inside that we're not aware of until mm-hmm. we release that outer layer that we're feeling. And then we notice, oh, there's actually something deeper than that. Yeah. I think the... Just getting people to even be aware of what they're feeling and to your point, the targeted. So if I'm really happy about something, what am I really happy about? If I'm sad, if I'm fearful, like really naming it is such that first step. And then getting to your level is, like I said, guru status. Um, But what are some of those kind of maybe the charge qualities that helped you through this and yeah, I'll ask that. I'll ask that first. Okay, <laughs> I've got three that that yep. I could relate to. Um, courage. It did take courage mm-hmm. to to go through the darkness. Right. That the experience mm-hmm. with the cat was so powerful for me to actually see that the freedom was on the other side of the fear, and all I had to do was find that fear, find that darkness, go through all those stored emotions. Mm-hmm. And know that the freedom was on the other side. Mm. So I think there's some courage involved there. Um, humility. It took me. Um, it took me understanding. I knew that phrase. We don't know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And I I used that. It's like I would ask myself if I heard some spiritual teacher or someone say something to realize I didn't necessarily know their experience. So what if what they said was true? 
I would ask myself, okay, let me assume that what they're saying is true. That means that my experience is not the same. It's not working. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So what is it they're seeing that I'm not seeing? Mm. And allow myself to be wrong and them to be right and then work with that. Mm. So that helped me along my way. And, you know, walking the talk, I, 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 I try, I, I really try and walk my talk. So if I'm suggesting to someone that, you know, they need to do something, okay, then I'll look at myself. It's like, okay, what is it that I need to do that's along the same lines? Right. So I always try and walk my talk. And um, resiliency to keep going because, you know, things, it does get easier as you go. And I think some people, when they think about walking the path or the spiritual path or looking at their their shadow, doing the shadow work, they think it's hard work and they don't really want to do it. But life gets better. It gets easier. It gets more fun. That burden that we've been carrying all those years gets released. And I don't think people see that from the beginning. Yeah. Right? They don't know where it's going to go. They think it's going to be a lot of work. And, you know, it, it, it was to begin with, it was a fair amount of work and um, determination to keep going but life improves as you do it. So it's absolutely worth doing. Mm. I just, I I was, if, if I had a pen and paper as prepared as Kelly does, and I, I, I uh, am not as prepared as Kelly, but, but she would write down, I hope I would write this down that freedom is on the other side. And so that point, and that you said that I love that because it is such hard work but your life is so much better if you get through the muck. I was um, talking with a client the other day. I said, we're like a clogged drain right now. So there's a lot of work to get through that clog and to kind of move through it. But wow, once we get through it, how easy and fluid and open and beautiful it is um, once you unclog that drain. Right. And as you start to unclog it, right, the water goes faster and faster. The cleaning out gets it it just goes faster. And and to me, it almost felt like it was exponential. The more I did, the faster and easier it became. Yes. Yes. Because you have this rhythm now and you're like, I can do this. And it's not blocking you. There's so many blocks that you put in emotionally. So trying to get your work done or you're, you're blocked because you're distracted about this, but you don't know why. And so it's just taking you longer and longer. Again, it's clogging your, your drain. What is, um, what are some of the, it's such a beautiful, I can't wait to start and like look up at EFT and because of, because of what you said, what are some of the actions that you would have our listeners kind of do to help them and take that first step? Okay. Well, just based on what you said, I would encourage people to, to watch my EFT demo on my YouTube channel. The only reason I say that is, you know, EFT has been around a while now, you know, 20 odd years, 25 yeah. maybe. And over time, people have started moving more and more towards the positive which, you know, which sounds in theory like a good thing. However, EFT works on the negative. It's only the negative that's stored in the body. I don't, I can, I can see the negative inside, right? Because I can sense inside my body now. I can sense that it's tension, that the positive is not stored in the body the same way. Yeah. So um, work with EFT with the negative. You can move to positive after the negative you want, but you, you don't need to. But um, that's why I recommend watching that video. And, you know, for someone who wants to take it on, EFT is very easy, very simple to learn. 
And you might want to start doing that. But, you know, the steps before that are to start noticing when you're emotional and there's so much going on right now all you have to do is listen to the news right and most people will get riled up in some way we can take responsibility for those those feelings that's our part of any equation is how we feel about it Mm -hmm. and we can work with those feelings to bring ourselves back to peace and that could be just taking a deep breath like even taking a deep breath is going to change how we're feeling But if you want to go further, you can use EFT and that will actually change how you react to that same thing in the future. You will react less and less over time for the same trigger. And that's actually how you can remove your triggers is is working with tapping or EFT. Each time you get triggered, bring yourself back to peace. The next time the same trigger comes up, you won't react as much. Do the tapping again. And over a few iterations, you will no longer be triggered by the same event. Mm. Mm. I am so thrilled that we started our week with you, Anne. Uh, I know the podcast drops on Wednesday, but of course we don't record on Wednesday. We're recording with Anne first thing Monday morning, and this is the best way to start the week. Kelly, I know because you're such a good note taker, took a ton of notes and I'm already thinking when we see each other tomorrow, we're going to be talking about, how are you going to do this? How are you, how are you going to work on what Anne said? (laughs) I already feel it's a car ride uh, discussion, Kelly, for sure. Right. I could have used you probably about 20 years ago when I had a bad uh, experience with needles and I could have used you and like de-triggering myself with the needle experience. Um, I've only, I've only um, since, you know, been, I, I'm now comfortable with them, but I feel like EFT could have been a huge breakthrough with me and needles because when I was a kid, I was five, I had a horrible experience and it forever shaped my opinion of going to the doctor, having routine blood work, which is something that you have to do when you get older. Um, but uh, what, an, what an amazing conversation. Are you, so I know you mentioned you're a software engineer, Anne, are you someone who's a practitioner of EFT, what is what do you do in the on a daily basis? Are you are you a practitioner of this? What is your what do you, what is your sort of profession? Well, I wrote a book um, that goes through these different steps. Mm-hmm. And it's called the Pathway to Insights. So anyone can take that and go through the steps that I did and do the same thing. So I am sharing that. I do work with a few people with EFT and. I am trying to share it as much as I can just so people can do it on their own. So the YouTube channel has videos about all the different steps. So someone can can just go to YouTube and learn everything and start doing it themselves. Uh, I would love to start traveling around the world and talking with people. That's my ultimate goal. And I know that's going to happen at some point. I don't just don't know when. Well, I think getting your um, story out like through venues like this, is a fantastic way to do it. I know you have you have a very calming influence. I don't know if, if anyone's ever told you that, but listening to your story and, and the way you describe the practice, um, I know it's just a very sort of calming um, influence. I, I don't know if anyone's ever shared that with you. Well, thank you. That comes about through the work, right? I was not like that 20 years ago. <laughs> In fact, you know, I would I used to see the other mothers at school, at the Waldorf School, and I would want to be as peaceful as they were. And, you know, a few years after that, after I started this journey, I knew something had changed when a mother came up to me and said that she wanted to be as calm and peaceful as I was. So it definitely Mm -hmm. changes us. 
Mm-hmm. Would you would you say your did your children? I mean, Kira had asked you the towards the beginning of our episode if if your fa- friends and family had noticed a difference. I wonder now having gone through this for for the amount of time you have if if the relationships in your life have changed yes they're definitely more peaceful and more calm and more accepting right this whole process has been one of acceptance right accepting the emotions the feelings and that you know that's on a day-to-day basis right if something if someone says something i don't like or triggers me in some way straight away I go inside and notice how I'm feeling and allow that to be felt. And so then I can be at peace with whatever happens. So yes, things have changed. Mm-hmm. I just think too, how, when you went to see that physician, how, if you hadn't met, if, if you hadn't gone to that physician and he hadn't introduced you to that technique, how drastically different life could have been for you. Right. Absolutely. It's just so interesting how when you meet those people and you have those conversations, if you hadn't asked you on a scale of one to 10, what's your stress level? You hadn't answered honestly. I mean, you could have said, listen, it's a five, you know, but you were honest. You said it's an eight and he introduced you to this technique and it forever changed the course of your, your journey towards uncovering your path toward truly understanding how to handle the stress. Absolutely. And if those two other mothers hadn't told me I'd done something wrong, which is right, it was a horrific event at the time. Exactly. But it just shows that whatever happens is supposed to happen, even though we don't like it at the time. Right. They're part of our journey. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, it, everything happens for a reason. And, and to your point of, it, it may be painful when it first happens, but there's always a reason for it. That ultimate quote of the podcast, to Carrie's point, is freedom is on the other side of the fear. That will be the the quote of the podcast for sure. Number one, it's just so powerful. Um, and number two, it really accentuates, I think, everything that you've just described for us is there has to be a level of awareness that goes into the work that we do. And if we're not self-aware, if we're not learning something in our journey, it's really not helping us. We're not we're not truly understanding and growing through the process. So thank you so much for introducing us to this. I, I like Carrie, cannot wait to really understand this better and watch that your YouTube video to see it in practice. Um, I have a visual in my head, but I have a feeling like I'll really be able to understand it better when I watch your YouTube uh, video, because I, I'm really just cap- captivated by what it actually entails. So Thank you for giving us a, a great um, uh, visual of, of what your journey has looked like and, and for sharing your incredible story with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for providing a p- place to share this information. Absolutely. We'll be sure to incorporate all of Anne's contact information, the link to her YouTube channel, um, the link to her book, A Pathway to Insight as well. Um, as as well as all of her contact information, so that um, if you let if um, if everyone who's listening would like to contact Anne, we would like you all to be able to have the opportunity to do that. Thank you again, Anne, for joining our podcast. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Recharge Your Life podcast. Please sign up for our newsletter at abracigroup.com and follow us on social media. You can find us on LinkedIn at Abracigroup. Instagram at Warriors of HR, 
and Twitter at Warriors underscore HR. Remember to subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and please tell a friend. And be sure to drop us a note on how you are recharging your life. We can't wait to hear from you.